No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Esau and Jacob were twins. Esau was born first, but Jacob came out grabbing his heel. Today we'll see how this birth event proved to be prophetic in their lives. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 27 on Simply the Bible. We make decisions every day. Decisions that seem small at the time, but we don't often realize the repercussions of them until later. When our children were young, we would set up dominoes on the kitchen table. Then we would topple the first in line and watch the rest all fall down. We call this the domino effect. That is what we see today in this passage of scripture. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 27. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son. And he answered him, here I am. Then he said, behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me and make me savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat and my soul may bless you before I die. Isaac was well over a hundred years old. He was blind and thought that he would die soon, but he would actually live until he was 180. He wanted to set his house in order, so he called Esau, his firstborn son, to bless him. Now Esau was an outdoorsman, and Isaac had a taste for his wild game. Perhaps this was one of the reasons that Isaac favored Esau, seeing him as a man's man. But Esau was an unspiritual man and was not God's choice to inherit the blessing of Abraham. You'll recall that when Esau and his twin brother Jacob wrestled in Rebekah's womb, she sought the Lord to find out why. And he said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. As the two boys grew up, Rebekah favored Jacob. While Esau went out hunting, Jacob loved to stay home with her. Also, Rebekah knew that the Lord had chosen Jacob to be the stronger one and that Esau would serve him. This was confirmed when Esau traded his birthright with Jacob for a bowl of lentil stew. Lastly, Esau married two of the local Canaanite girls who brought nothing but grief to her and Isaac. But Isaac knew all these things. So why did he ignore God's word and Esau's bad decisions to seek to bless Esau instead of Jacob? Isaac's love for Esau caused him to close his eyes to these things. Not only was he physically blind, but he was also blind to Esau's faults. Isaac wanted his soul to bless Esau, but spiritually he had not sought the mind of the Lord. It seems that Isaac saw the blessing as something that was his to bestow rather than the confirmation of God's sovereign choice. The first domino fell. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. 
And Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that he may bless you before his death. Now when Rebekah heard Isaac say these words to Esau, she was alarmed. She knew that Jacob was to receive the blessing of the firstborn, and not Esau. What was she to do? Well, let's consider what Rebekah didn't do. She didn't go to Isaac with a calm and respectful attitude and remind him what God had said concerning their sons. She didn't point out to Isaac how Esau had forfeited the blessing both by selling his birthright and by marrying two unbelieving wives. If Rebekah had done these things, it is probable that God would have moved upon Isaac's heart to see his fault without Rebekah resorting to deception. Instead, Rebekah designed a deceitful plan that defiled not only her, but also her beloved son Jacob. Why do we think that we have to help God out? Rebekah told Jacob, Obey my voice. Now, Jacob was well over 40 years old, yet Rebekah felt that she could tell him what to do. But she gave him bad counsel, and the second domino fell. Verse 11, And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am smooth-skinned. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. Once again, let's look at what Jacob didn't say. He didn't say, Mom, that's lying, and lying is evil, and I fear God. Therefore, I'm not going to do what you say. Instead, he was more concerned that he might not get away with the lie than that this was an evil thing to do. And the third domino fell. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread which she'd prepared into the hand of her son, Jacob. It is possible for us to want something so bad that we don't stop to consider the cause until it's too late. Rebecca so desired the blessing for Jacob that she was willing to do anything to get it. That is always dangerous. Did Rebecca really want God's curse on her? Did she realize that by causing her son to deceive his father, she was bringing irreversible consequences to the entire family? This act would result in Esau hating Jacob so that he would have to flee, and Rebekah would never see him again. 
And who knows how this affected her relationship with Isaac when he discovered that she was behind the deception. All of this would happen because Rebecca insisted on her own way rather than trusting in the Lord to work out his purpose. What if she had first asked herself the question, is this God's will? She carried out her plan. She seasoned a goat to make it taste like venison. She took Esau's clothes that probably hadn't been washed and put them on Jacob so that he would smell like his brother. She put the skins of the dead goats on Jacob's hands and neck and she put all the food she prepared into the hand of her son, Jacob. Verse 18. So he went to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. Isaac seems suspicious from the start. When one sense fails, you become more dependent on your working senses. Jacob was trying to sound like Esau, and immediately Isaac caught that something wasn't right. Who are you, my son? was certainly not Isaac's normal response. He was testing the voice with his sense of hearing. Jacob told him three lies in verse 19. I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Eat of my game. It wasn't his game at all, but a goat prepared by his mother. Lies are such that one opens the door for the next. The fourth domino fell. Verse 20, but Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord, your God, brought it to me. Oh, really? Now Jacob is bringing God into his deception. Notice that Jacob says, the Lord, your God, brought it to me. Soon the Lord would become Jacob's God as well. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him, because his hands were hairy, like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. This just shows how when we walk according to our senses, we can be easily deceived. Isaac thought it was Jacob's voice, but he trusted in his sense of touch when he felt the hair on his son's hands. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him. Isaac still wanted more proof that this was really Esau. So he asked him to come near so that he could smell his clothing. And Isaac fell right into Rebekah's scheme. Verse 27, And Isaac said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, 
and plenty of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. By hearing the voice, tasting the food, touching the hands and smelling the clothes, Isaac was convinced that this was Esau and gave the irrevocable blessing. Isaac sought to overrule the word of the Lord that the older would serve the younger, but instead he fulfilled God's word. God accomplished his purposes in spite of the sins of his people. The fifth domino fell, but there would be more to follow. If this story teaches us nothing else, we see that God uses imperfect people to accomplish his purposes. This was the family he chose of all other families through whom the Messiah would come. And yet, God still used them and God still blessed them. We make our choices and our choices have consequences, but God is still sovereign over all. We make our plans, some good, some bad, but God's will prevails. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Or send us an email. We'd love to know how we can pray for you. Tomorrow we'll see that Esau's discovery that he lost the blessing caused him to lose all hope. Rather than repenting of his own sins, he sought to kill his brother. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis on Simply the Bible.